Hey, welcome to Scratching the Surface. I'm Jared Fuller, and this is my podcast about design criticism and practice. On this week's episode, I am joined by the architect and writer, Sam Jacob. Sam is the founder and director of Sam Jacob Studio, an architecture and design practice based in London. He's written for all sorts of architecture publications and is currently professor of architecture at University of Illinois at Chicago and is a visiting professor at the Yale School of Architecture. I first started following Sam's work because of his writing and for a long time saw him first as a writer before I uh, saw any of his architecture or design work. But writing actually came later in his career. And in this episode, we talk about how and why he started writing and how it's grown to become such a big part of his work. We also talk about the intersection of writing and design and how how those kind of relate to each other in his own practice. Uh, we talk about the design writing class that he teaches in Chicago and the political dimension to all of his work. This was a, a really fun one for me. Sam is someone who I've been reading for years and have wanted to get on the podcast for a while and just found this conversation really, really great. If you're a fan of the podcast and want to help support it, you can become a member for $5 a month or just $50 a year. Members get an exclusive monthly newsletter that I think of as the director's commentary for the podcast. Each month I share additional content, give some episode previews, and uh, write short essays related to the themes of the podcast. These memberships really help keep the podcast going, and I just appreciate all of your support and hope that you enjoy this conversation with Sam Jacob. I was thinking about you, I was thinking about this conversation and kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. And I realized that for a long time, I knew you as a writer before I knew you as an architect. I had been reading your work before I had ever kind of like seen any any of your work. And so to me, I always think of you as a, as a writer first. And I, I, I'm kind of curious what came first for you. Was it architecture or was it writing? Um, I'd be curious, what did you think when you saw the work? Did, was it what you expected? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You that's know, a good... What is this guy doing? That's a good question. You know, I would say it is what I expected, and we can get into that yeah, in a right. bit, because there's some things that I like about your writing that I definitely see in your work Okay. also. Yeah. But yes, it, it, it wasn't like, a, I was like, oh, I don't like this guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, guess, I, I guess I came to, to writing quite late. Like it was a thing which uh, it definitely came after design. Okay. Right? Like I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really write. Uh, um, you know, when I was studying, I didn't write when I was first kind of designing stuff. Um, and it kind of came, yeah, it came later, uh, and it came, I suppose, because of a few things. Really, like the the sort of the world of work that I was involved in was a was quite wide ranging. Like it's, mm -hmm. it was, it was never, I could say, like a traditional architecture practice. Right. It was, it was always interested in like connections across and between things, and like trying to understand the world as much as make the world. Yeah. Um, and at the time, that sort of practice felt like it was on definitely on the margins of kind of discussions around uh 
around the subject or the mm-hmm. way in which the discipline addressed the world or right. understood the world. And uh, so it began with a very, uh, very small, very kind of almost like ridiculous idea, which was like, <laughs> what if you started to think of things in the world and sort of considered them from a from a, a, a sort of design perspective? And that meant like reviews, basically. Right, right. It's like very, very short reviews. Um, and it was reviews of like, uh, like, I think it was like a pair of headphones, <laughs> okay. like a box of matches, um, like a free newspaper. Um, with, or I don't know if it was still free, if it was free at that point, but it was like the Friday London evening newspaper, okay. which comes with a, a magazine insert which is in a kind of plastic bag which always kind of slips out of the newspaper as you've got it folded and it, right. it's like they were and they weren't even reviews in the sense of like being a review they were like you know maybe 150 words 200 words really short oh, yeah um and i started doing those because i felt and this was of, just for yourself you were just writing these like I think it for, was like, for yourself or like kind of posting these a, online or what was, how was that yeah, happening? It was, okay. It was a, it was a nascent blog. Okay. Was, nice. Yeah. Like slightly before, uh, content management system. <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, kind of both blessed and cursed us. Yeah. Um, so it was, I think it was still hard coded HTML. Nice. <laughs> with, nice. With, you know, lots of pop-up windows, like very kind of, uh, 1997 web design <laughs> yeah like, yeah i love it you know you remember that i don't know if you yep, remember yep. that oh i remember yeah. that that was my yeah, first website yeah. too <laughs> yeah um and so it, it it felt like there was also a gap that felt um like there was a kind of architecture and design um media and there was even more of it there was a lot of it then but the it maybe at that moment served like other purposes or, or was written by other kinds of people like that you know for example blueprint which oh, had yeah. been maybe like maverick in the 80s when it had started suddenly you know didn't really mean much to me like it um right, right. uh um you know the stuff i wanted to write wasn't academic so it you know it was it was much more yeah. No, in a way, like much more journalistic. Um, but it felt like, yeah, you know, basically, it felt like there was nothing I wanted to read. So I thought, well, hold on a minute, I better write it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, um, that's the way it always is. It seems like. Yeah, and that was the that was the sort of origin of it. But very shortly after that, um, uh, I got a call from um, Marcus Fares, who at the time was launching Icon. Okay. And he said, "Oh, Sam, have you got any? Have you guys got any projects you want to pub? You know, you you feel like you want to publish in 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 Icon and like you know, as usual, we're like, no, we haven't got any projects. <laughs> but I was like, but I would love to write a love to write a review. And um, so the first review I wrote for Icon, which it must have been issue one or issue two, was on um, Resident Evil. Okay." Uh, like on the N64, I think it was. <laughs> nice. And, and 
uh, like first of all, I thought, oh my god, like it's really you know it's really important to write about video games as a form of architecture, mm-hmm. but also to sort of place, not just to sort of, not just to, not just to say that this is a valid form of like spatial design or whatever yeah. it is, but more to place it within a context of architectural culture. So I think the main kind of, it was, it was sort of simultaneously a review of, of OMA's um, um, house in Bordeaux. Oh, which interesting. You know that one. It's like on three levels yeah. with, with a kind of ele- sort of room elevator that goes between those levels. The levels have these very different characteristics. I think it's like, I think the concept is something like cave, forests, right, right. I remember this, yeah. And so it felt to me that that what was happening in um, Resident Evil, which of course is set in a, you know, kind of spooky mansion above ground, but connects into a mysterious and sinister uh, laboratory below ground, was you know in some ways a similar yeah. kind of yeah yeah that's interesting similar kind of thing. So. That was, the, I guess, the first sort of published thing that that, that, that I wrote. Um, and then so after that, I just, you know, basically just carried on doing it. This is a weird, maybe a weird question, but what was that? I'm very curious what that experience was like of, you know, not really being a writer, not really even kind of considering yourself a writer, doing much writing before, and then suddenly you're writing this piece that's kind of connecting all of these different things. And I imagine you're working with an editor for the first time. What was that? What was that process like? I mean, because you obviously kept doing it. Uh, oh, man, it I mean, it took me like probably like, you know, six weeks to write, <laughs> you know, 900 words because I. Yeah was like but like i mean i yeah i just i really loved it i mean i really enjoyed it and you have, you have to remember like the process of like designing things um you know especially in architecture is not one where you you get to, you ever get right. to do what you want <laughs> right. like it's, it's like the processes are even on the shortest projects are you know kind of you know they're they're like the time scales like geological in comparison right. to, to writing or writing most things right um the, you know, there's so many uh, constraints. There's so many people that you have to deal with. So the kind of, you know, the kind of the ability or the opportunity to sort of, you know, like shut the door after work, like you know, not ex- metaphorically pour yourself a whiskey. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, stress metaphorically yeah yeah i was gonna say sometimes not metaphorically <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs> i don't know well for me definitely metaphorically. okay um, but uh it's yeah it's it's just a very I minute mean, the, the 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 experience of doing it the act of doing it is so different that it's also like a kind of it's a kind of release and relief like a kind of holiday from yeah from but you know and actually i've always wanted to do both you know i've always found that um it's been a really productive relationship that i've never you know stopped doing one right or, right or the other once i'd once i yeah. started spinning both plates yeah i you know i i read an interview with you in preparing for this and you said something to the effect of how how you always have seen your design practice or, or even just a kind of design practice in general i'm not sure if you're even talking about your own work specifically as this kind of combination between like making and research and criticism that all of this was just part of the design process. And so it seems like writing 
is just a very natural output of that yeah. process also. Yeah. I mean, for a long, for a long time, I felt that projects were a form of, uh, were a form of yeah. criticism or in a sense, were a form of journalism, like the projects should be about something right. that they should have a kind of, you know, kind of thesis to them yeah. that they should, you know, it, within, um, you know, in architecture where you have things like context and place and history and people and communities and, you know, all of these kinds of things that somehow the project narrates those experiences as well, or those, you know, aspirations or, or concerns and that somehow, um, it may be kind of manifested as something physical, mm -hmm. um, material and spatial, but actually, you know, it is something which, which, which acts, acts as a form of, yeah, as a form of criticism yeah. or as a story or as a narrative, not in the same, not in the same sense as a piece of writing and not that it should be read in the same way, but that somehow there's some similarity between the two, or at least my, Right. approach was that they should be that design should be should have the same kind of attitude it should have the same motivation the same kind of energy and the same desire to have you know almost like a kind of beginning middle and end right right there should be a takeaway from it which is more than kind of like general abstract experience there should be like you know kind of uh an idea which you could mm -hmm. perhaps put mm -hmm. into words and yes Somehow that the barrier between the two, like we think of, you think of the, you know, the the way that criticism usually works within architecture is once the building's complete, that then the critic comes and performs their, this, mm -hmm. at least that's the olden days, yeah, right. <laughs> performs their, their duty as critic. And I felt that actually, what if you almost like reverse that or, or mixed mm. it, mix it up? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, speaking of kind of going back to your first question to me about when I saw your work, uh, how did it kind of relate to your writing? And to me, that's what I've always liked about your writing. And then when I did see your work, I thought your work was the same way, is that it was always, it wasn't just about making buildings, just like your your writing isn't about like, you know, talking about what a building looks like, like, you know, what you're just talking about. It's not kind of just straight review of this building you're always kind of zooming out a little bit to look at the larger world to ask these kind of bigger questions to think about these kind of larger narratives and i think that's you do that in your writing and i think you you do that in your work also where did that <laughs> this is a big question where'd that kind of come from or can you talk a little bit about how you started to see architecture that way or start to kind of uh, see your practices that way hmm I don't know where, I don't know about where it started, but like I'd say that the it's a it's just it's just it's just a sensibility I'd say or a kind of like a way in which I think that you know kind of work or cultural production of any type mm -hmm. is both its own thing, like in a sense like you know kind of like autonomous, um, but also directly connected to the world and acts as a you know as a as a mirror lens comment on new way of seeing right. 
so that yeah, I, I mean I, that's what I enjoy in in you know in in the books that I read, the films that I watch, the 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 music that I listen to is that yeah yeah in and of itself, of course, like as a a thing produced within that that particular medium or within that discipline, but also the ways in which it is responding to its circumstance, I suppose. Right. Yeah. So did. I, I guess, let me think how to ask this question. Um, I, I say this a lot in people to people that I talk to, and, and I always get a little bit self-conscious because it's a blanket <laughs> statement about graphic design, and it's very much related to my own experience in that I, when I studied graphic design in undergrad, it was very much about um, aesthetics. It was very much about kind of Swiss modernism. Here's how you set up grids. Here's how you make good graphic design and mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of uh discussion about the larger context of which these things will then go into and mm-hmm. and I remember when I got out of school and I started to realize that it completely changed kind of how I thought about design or graphic design specifically mm-hmm. and I'm I'm curious what that's like in architecture is there is there something like that where it's just kind of you know, you could approach something as purely aesthetic, purely formal versus something. And not, I'm not, I don't mean to set these as complete opposites. I, I, I think there's a lot more flexibility between them, but versus a practice like yours, which is very much kind of responding to critiquing, thinking about things. And then the form comes out of that versus, mm-hmm. you know, kind mm-hmm. of formal ideas first, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then there's so many different approaches. You could say that, you know, within architecture, you have, um, you know, certain certain approaches are like place professionalism Mm, at the top of the list and that then try to resolve something which kind of looks vaguely okay. (laughs) Right, right, right. right. Like in between the the professional uh, kind of uh, procedure. there are others who are interested in particular um, like formal approaches or, you know, kind of languages or sometimes styles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then I think that then I think there's a space which is sort of in between the, the two, which is the space, which, which I've always been interested in, which is all of these things are kind of functions of each other. Right. Anyway, you know, even the, the ways in which we are kind of, the, the demands of our like professional behavior are not innocent and um, natural and normal. They're a function of a kind of advanced economies and late capitalism. And they have embedded within them very clear uh, sort of um, interests, which right. never remain undeclared. And so I just think like, you know, the, the design process is a is a process which is about thinking. is about is a process about how do you bring something into the world, and it if from my perspective that demands that you first of all try to understand the mm-hmm. world, right, and then also kind of imagine the world which you want to create. Yeah, because every, every project is about creating a a world in a sense, like whatever yeah. size that that world might be object room you know yeah interior building right place, city planet you know <laughs> yeah um and so i think it's yeah that, that somehow that the, the kind of 
the way that I imagine the, the architects and the designers world is a sort of fulcrum between those, those yeah. two things. Um, and that that's where kind of really relevant and engaged projects emerge. And I, but I also feel that that's something which is in part conceptual, but it's also about making things which are really like surprising and engaging and interesting mm-hmm. that people really want to be in and use and those kinds of things. Yeah. It also means like understanding like how it means to work in, you know, whatever, whatever part of the 21st century we happen to be in, because even the modes of working are, are kind of, uh, have, have changed dramatically from right. traditional, traditional ideas of what that should be. Um, and that, you know, it actually begins to address a whole set of what are sometimes um, termed practical issues. Like it, it's absolutely to do with budgets, mm-hmm. absolutely to do with like deliverability and understanding how those issues are part of the kind of concept, a part of the idea, a part of the world, and yeah, that they think yeah. that you can actively work with. And I think that's you know that that's why I feel like fundamentally is that is the designer's responsibility is to be sort of a conduit where all of these different concerns flow. Like if you look at my desk, it's like, a, it's like, it's got like building contracts on it. It's got <laughs> yeah. like a whole pile of like admin invoices, but it's also got, you know, um, like, you know, weird plank, plank <laughs> tape products, a, a printout of a, like 1972 Arca Zoom oh, yeah, concept nice. thing, like you know, uh, like it's like it's a it is a reflection basically of my mind, right, <laughs> and, uh, right, right. and all of the things, and I, yeah, and I I feel that the sort of the alchemy of a project is when those things actually come together in a, a way which has yeah like real synergy. Yeah, I'm always struck by how you talk about your design process and how you talk about your architecture as it, you use very literary words you 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 use the vocabulary of writing it seems like you you talk a lot about story and fiction and discourse and myth and i'm i'm curious if the these ideas that you're thinking about in your work are these the same ideas you're thinking about when you're writing like whether you're writing an essay or or working on a, a design project are 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 they coming from the same place yeah i would say yeah they are like like if you think of it in terms of like all of those things i think are to do with how people engage with something Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they're like you know they're almost like trying to find things which will be um not necessarily universally understood or relatable but um certainly to you know the 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 people that are concerned with that with that project Mm -hmm. um so it's like about understanding um you know i guess yeah like like what's what's shared culturally what's uh what would be significant that you that people would understand that it's doing something different but yet is rooted in a particular approach um which are all kind of like gambits in a way. Like how, yeah, do you, yeah, yeah. how do you make connections with, with people? How do you transmit ideas or, or, you know, and 
those kinds of things in spatial architectural terms might not might not always be might not be so literary they might be right. to do with a spatial language or a kind of functional language which we're or material language which we're familiar with but it might be so in that case it might be like borrowing a bit of a like um a kind of cathedral plan crossed with um you know a warehouse like materiality let's mm-hmm. say right right somehow look it's not it's not necessarily that people will see the ingredients of that but it's that um that through the fusing of those sorts of you know of diverse languages that something which has resonance is produced and i would say that's similar to the way that i write like first of all i think i'm often concerned with the kind of you know the opening gambit like i'm very concerned you know what's the first line like, yeah 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 <laughs> how do you how do you greet the the time starved <laughs> for for uh, honestly for a, for a really long time i could not sit down to write something until i knew what the first sentence was and i would just turn over the first sentence in my head for weeks you know while i'm on the bus while i'm walking around and then when i got the first sentence then i could sit down and write it so i yeah. know exactly what you're talking about yeah and you know i mean for me often the first line in the end ends up being the right. being the last line yeah but it's yeah, yeah. The, in terms of like a place that gets gets me going yeah it's important to know that sort of sets the tone for a piece but i suppose it's also um uh i think when i'm writing i do draw on um you know kind of other languages mm-hmm. you could say like things which things which are often outside of architecture i mean i like you know i read a lot so yeah there's often like phrases sort of rolling around in my mind, which, and, you know, even tones of voice or yeah. just ways of making an argument or ways of expressing something. So I'm kind of constantly, you know, in, in sort of, writ, you know, in sort of literary terms, like borrowing yeah, all yeah. of those sort of things yeah. and tricks, which I feel like I'm doing also in a, in a design sense. I'm often working very, you know, not, you know, with, with a, with a knowledge of of history and a knowledge of precedent and kind of often like figuring like part of the way to figure out a project is to figure out where it sits within let's say the mm, mm-hmm. the the map of the universe yeah. <laughs> yeah. design ever done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you think has since you started writing and and now that this has become kind of a big part of what you do, has it changed how you think about the design work or has, has the, has the, has the actual architecture and the making part been influenced by writing and the process of writing and kind of thinking through, through that, that form? Yeah, I think for sure. Um, I mean, I'd say like my, the way that I approach writing is, is, is I don't know how you described it in your in your in your opening gambit, but something about like a sort of haziness. (laughs) I would say that for better or worse, that my writing, the way that the the pieces that I've written tend not to like aim for a conclusion. Mm, They they sort of aim for make forming connections. Right. And um so the sort of yeah that's 
that's what they that's yeah that's that's what it produces yeah yeah um, and sometimes it has it uses kind of Im, it, uh, yeah it, imagery um which uh can be quite visual or quite visceral i i think anyway um to sort of illustrate maybe a more a point which is less intellectual and more like Mm, like uh, I hesitate to work to use the word emotional, but, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, something that you feel first rather than think. And interesting, um, yeah. And I feel that's that's sort of what a lot of the design work is trying to do as well. It's trying to it's trying to kind of work towards a sensation, um, and that. Uh, the the kinds of the kinds of imagery which i think i've i sometimes use or the certainly the things that it makes me think of often suggest you know kind of possibilities in uh way in certain parts of of designing things like how do you bring different kinds of things together what kind of sensation do you want to create like is it possible to make something which is like a right. little bit disgusting or a little bit icky or is it is it possible to make something which is like super smooth and almost ethereal um like those kinds of sentiments and i think and i feel in some ways that releases the design work from having to like establish like a, a singular aesthetic mm. because it's because it's dealing with this sort of Right. Like relationships between things so i think that like that happens in the way that i write and it definitely happens in the way that i or we design stuff yeah for sure you know speaking speaking of, of that kind of like emotion and thinking and you mentioned earlier that you know you don't you don't necessarily see your work or your writing as overly academic do you do you think about an audience when you're writing like do you do you do you have a certain type of reader that you're expecting or that you're writing for or how do you think about kind of about that emotion or about that tone you, you know you were talking about like voice and tone earlier how do you think about that mm. oh, I, I don't know I to, to begin with it was like me it was yeah the, right of course I was the audience or like a kind of idealized version of myself <laughs> right. that made me as a writer into an idealized version of myself <laughs> yeah, yeah, also. Yeah. yeah i know exactly what you mean yeah which is which is important i think um <laughs> uh, yeah i mean yes and no like i i have this weird sensation like if i write for for different people like sometimes it completely throws me right like for a different title let's say and suddenly i'm like what do I do? Like, right. how do I yeah. write? What, yeah. who, you know, who am I? What is my tone? And it's not that I, I definitely don't believe that, you know, writing is any more authentic than an expression of, of like, you know, a, a sense of self, um, than anything else. I, I, I totally believe that it's a completely unnatural, like synthetic activity, which is not expressing any interiority whatsoever yeah, 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 yeah. it's like a thing it's a it, you know the the that when I, yeah me as a writer is me as a as a as a kind of constructed entity right. just as me as a designer is is not me expressing myself it's me kind of like like creating a like first of all constructing myself as a 
right. as a yeah. designer. Yeah, that's interesting. You're exactly uh, right. It's an exact. I mean, this is. I teach a a, um, a, a writing course in oh. at um, uh, uh, UIC in, in Chicago, um, and it sits uh, it sits alongside the work which the students do, which is more you know straightforwardly academic, and so we do much more kind of. Like you know, the stuff which I'm familiar with, like writing, you know, short review right. type things, and eventually it kind of spirals into other things. But one of the, the things I'm very, I'm always like really, really rammed down their throats. They're probably sick of me saying it, which is like, when you're writing, it's not you. It's you know, you can decide what who you That's are so as a writer, yeah. and you don't have to write the same every time so you know often we've we've done exercises by right you know writing in different kinds of language so you know writing in the language of very technical um uh, forms of writing like even the kinds of rfqs which you know mm-hmm. us architects spend an awful lot of time yeah. reading responding to yeah. um or in the ma- you know in the voice of other writers and just as experiments in like, well, what does it feel like to write like somebody else and, and yeah. to break down that yeah. myth of yourself as a, as a kind of, as a kind of fully formed thing that all you need to do is find the right voice for it to let it come out. I believe that like writing is so much more like designers that you can't just put it down there. You have to like work it through and figure it out. Yeah. You don't know what it's going to be until it's done. Yeah. 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 Which is why I'm terrible at pitching. <laughs> writing because i could if someone says oh you know if you like if i if i wanted to pitch something to to somebody i would never be able to say oh i've got this idea for a piece because i don't have an idea for a piece i just have a feeling for something that would be good to write about right i don't know what that is until i've written it yeah so it yeah so it's a sort of maybe a blessing yeah (laughs) i have i i i i I want to pause for a second and talk more about this writing class that okay. you're teaching i didn't know i didn't know you 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 were yeah. teaching a writing class i taught um i taught a design writing class uh when was that last spring and i'm doing it again next semester and the and the last time that i taught it it was it was with graduate students in a graphic design mfa program mm-hmm. it was the first time i had ever taught it and it was probably the hardest class i've ever taught uh, and so I don't know if I have a question other than I would love to hear you talk more about the class that you teach and kind of how you think about it and kind of what, what, what you do. And this might be completely selfish just as I try to think about how I'm going to do it again. Um, are, yeah. so these are, these are architecture students and is it writing about architecture or is it just kind of uh, general writing? It's, um, it's, it's, uh, so it's, it's an elective which uh, most of them are architects but it's also part of the as a kind of module as part of the um masters of art and design criticism uh pithily known as mad crits oh yeah Uh, yeah yeah. and uh (laughs) um so their backgrounds vary um but it, it's it's all it's about architecture and design, but in a usually it's sort of in that hazy area between the two, and mm-hmm. sometimes around the world. Uh, sometimes you know about you know using design to talk about the world. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. what I do. <laughs> right. right. Uh, and so uh, it's run like my kind of fantasy idea of what a creative writing course is like. Okay. Which is, 
we, we write a lot of pieces and then we sit around and nice talk about them and often read them out loud to each other and go through them kind of word by word and line by line and paragraph by paragraph to think about how writing works yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it usually it's now it's it sort of got into a kind of a uh, 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 a kind of pattern um which begins with a very direct ta- direct task which is to go to a supermarket or a you know a dollar store and buy something like you know can be anything that they are attracted to and then they have to review it okay and so you know it's like you know how do you review an apple or like, <laughs> and you know of course i like, love that yeah you know the or you know a lip balm or um um uh, yeah like yeah or just any you know any any sort yeah. of average product you know this year we had a cheese grater like it's just like really yeah. boring things basically yeah, i love that usually very very ordinary but sometimes a bit like um like that sort of like confusing fusion of things that happens at the very bottom end of like yeah. capitalism you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and so yeah the, the sort of the first sort of, cri- sort of critical task is to like okay what you know what's a review of What's a re- what does a review do if it's not saying something's good or bad? Like, mm-hmm. how does it? How does a you know a good review is not like a thumbs up and a thumbs down. It's more a way of like allowing you, allowing the reader to sort of understand a way of looking at the world or particular yeah. Yeah, the yeah. world through it. In, in in my opinion, anyway. Um, so yeah, from and from that, like it, it this year we've we've kind of zoomed out. So as first of all, the object. Then it was the space where that object most likely would be, and then it was the sort of system which mm, supports that. So yeah. it, a thing, a space, and a kind of more invisible network. Yeah, the idea being that all of those things are part of the designed world, but right. they often are not. You know, in the disciplinary sense, are often kind of placed in different areas. One is product design, industrial design. One's architecture, right. and one's like system design or something like that. Um, and this year that's, it's sort of, it's flipped. So they're now turning that into turning the attitudes they've made, uh, that th- they've developed through the, through the writing into a design project at the end. Oh, interesting. A piece of furniture, a pizza that tells the history of the pizza. Like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. in a sense, wow. it's sort of exploring like, you know, maybe like similar territory to the, to, to what we were talking about earlier, which is what's the relationship between writing and designing and how yeah. can that have, how can you use writing as a sort of productive way to think about like material, um, spatial um, um, things? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, that was, that was kind of, I don't mean to make this now just me talking about the design writing class that I taught, but mm-hmm. like that, to me, that was the thing that was was hard when I taught it. Is I really wanted, I went in with this really kind of grandiose goal that I wanted to show my students that 
design and writing were actually very similar similar forms of expression and that you can kind of use both of them to articulate your ideas. And I think I got too in the weeds on talking about that idea that we didn't really have time, <laughs> that it ended up making both sides of them weaker because we were just talking yeah. about the connections between them. And so I think that that kind of process that you just talked about is actually like a really nice, clear way to kind of build up to that instead of just keeping it in the 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 kind of theory yeah side yeah and, and alongside that like we've done a done a few readings of things which i think are great examples of of writing about design which you know so you know it'd be like roland Barthes, yeah um um joan didion and um what else did we read this time oh um uh, a supposedly fun thing Oh, <laughs> which I'll never yeah, forget. Yeah, David Foster Wallace. <laughs> exactly. So things which are written by, in those last two, well, in all cases, they're not design critics. Right. But like, we, so we read, of Joan Didion, we read um, uh, two two pieces this year. One is Many Mansions, oh, which is her review of, or her piece about um, the uh, California governor's mansion that was commissioned by but never lived in uh, lived in by um uh, uh ronald reagan oh i don't think i read this it's it's really great okay and it's called of course it's a piece about you know politics and fits in with her later writing about the reagan yeah. administration but it's it's really it's really fantastic and the other one of hers that we read was called uh what is it called um holy water oh so yeah, about, yeah yeah i read this yeah, one um, it's, so that's that one's about the kind of infrastructure yeah. of bringing fresh water to to LA and her trip to right. the kind of like the uh, kind of control room and her like kind of amazing fascination with the machinery and the moving of water over mountains and yeah. and I you know, I think those for me those are examples of people who are writing about um, you know sort of accidentally writing about design like I don't think design writing should be distinct from right the rest of the world just as like design should not be distinct right. from the rest of the world yes yes um, and so to see people who are almost like incidentally being able to be incredibly acute about the descriptions of formal things mm-hmm. um yeah um it is i think really i mean it's very inspiring to me um yeah and it's also very instructive because you see different ways of writing about it. It's not the same people that you would expect to be writing. You know, it's not the same. La- you know, it's a different kind of language. It's a different right. way of associating like things to you know politics or to the construction or to ecology or to um, you know to, to yeah. I mean, it, it, I think those they're really. Yeah, they're th- I think they're really good and perhaps foundational texts of a different way of, like, writing about the 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 designed world or the synthetic world of human habitat. Yeah, which is what yeah. I think the subject is really. Yeah, I love that. Do you think? I'm going to ask you this question in two ways. I asked you the inverse earlier. Do you think that being an architect, being trained as an as an architect, has that influenced, or does that have any any influence on how you write and and kind of your writing process and then even how you read that you could read Joan Didion as a quote-unquote design critic because you're kind of coming from 
from that world. What what does that kind of education and work have on your writing and reading experience? Hmm. I mean, I had like, so I think what, uh, I think what's similar, you know, what's similar between architecture and journalism in a sense is that, is that both are very, very broad and very shallow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, like I did my undergraduate at, um, at the uh, Macintosh School of Architecture in Glasgow. And in a sense, it was a very traditional kind of, you know, uh, sort of mid to late uh, 20th century idea of, of right. architecture. But we, yeah. so we had, but what that meant was that we had a, you know, obviously we had like studio, um, uh, but we also had, you know, talks on structures, you know, we had to do little calculations. So uh, not my strong point, I have to say. <laughs> Um, but we also had, you know, talks on the built environment, which was the history of the sort of politics of planning, mm, yeah. uh, which was really, which was really fantastic. And then we had a history of architecture from the beginning of architecture in those, in, in their way yeah. of looking, which is the Lion's Gate, my Sinai, if you want oh, to know, okay. architecture started. <laughs> That's good um, to know. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have a kind of origin point. Um, uh, but you know, even between those between those things, and within the the, the, the Mac is part of a, a, a the Glasgow School of Art, so sort of in a in a kind of very creative context. Like between all of those things, I think it was like for me, it was absolutely perfect because on the one hand, it was kind of you know like it was like um, you know kind of social history and politics of planning from uh, you know from um, New Lanark, uh, kind of you know, sort of Owenite uh, yeah. uh, factory factory town, through to um, the post-war reconstruction and new towns, and the beginning of the collapse of of that kind of idea of the welfare state, alongside you know, like quite hardcore modernist right. architectural education, alongside kind of you know, kind of. Uh, the sort of social education I got from hanging around in the in the art school, and so that for me that was absolutely perfect because it did it did have that kind of breadth and it yeah. did have that feeling of like spinning plates and that somehow, not sure how why these things are actually related and perhaps it was only later that it became possible to see how the different parts of those sorts of yeah uh, those those streams actually have a lot to do with each other how. You know the po- the politics of you know of, right. of aesthetics or form or material are actually really significant and and vice versa how you know how design might help us imagine other other mm-hmm. other sort of forms of small p or social um, construction yeah yeah I'm curious kind of what you're thinking about right now or what are some subjects or or topics that you've been on your mind either in your 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 design practice or things you're wanting to write about what's uh where's your interest right now huh. uh so design practice i mean i think um i mean we've been working very hard over the last i guess like four four years and i think the studio sort of it's got it's put a, it's, done, it's got a lot of projects under its belt in a yeah. short amount of time which have i think really 
really feel like they've they've developed a a, a very I'd say very strong attitude towards material and space. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really that's really that's been really exciting to uh, like be part of and to see these things emerge. Yeah. Um, partly because it's it's for me it's like a slight it's a slightly different like it's a different um, it's a different kind of uh, approach. It's a different sensibility. It's a different way of making things, um, which has been that's been really exciting. And I feel like there's more that we can do in in. I suppose that how those kinds of things get manifested uh, at larger scale or in um, more complex situations. So that's kind of what we're working towards. Like how you know how does the things we've done maybe in um, exhibition designs become become more part of more part of a kind of permanent world. So uh, yeah, at the same time, sort of yeah, what yeah. So I think that's. I think understanding a bit of what we've have done <laughs> <I think laughs> yeah. part of what is part of what uh, is important. Um, and at the same time, I think we've managed to, to develop a kind of language of objects. We've produced quite a lot of objects, which is yeah. Yeah, a relatively new thing for me, really, um, which, is also, which is also fascinating. And those feel really like kind of miniature statements, miniature think pieces. Like they're always objects which in part are about right. being objects. Right. And so I feel like that's like something that we're definitely um, kind of doing, doing more of um, in terms of like, what are the issues? I mean, I, I feel like the, I mean, I feel like everybody else that in some senses, some senses, the real, the real kind of pressing concerns now are, uh, are not one's, which strike you as being um, yeah. aesthetic, or right. um, yeah. and so I, I am interested in how um, you know. I'm interested in how the world is produced. Yeah, I'm yeah. In engaging and being critical, where kind of with slash against um, those those kind of mechanisms at the same time as using a kind of design sensibility and imagining alternatives to that in some ways that's in some ways that's different um but in some ways it's in some ways it's like i i I mean i always thought that there was a kind of political content to to what i was writing i don't know if i don't know if other people thought that (laughs) (laughs) oh interesting (laughs) yeah um but so you know for example like you know um one of the new things I'm doing is acting like as a developer on a project, which is forging a new relationship between like kind of me as a private entity and a very uh, like small and local charity. Mm. And so we're developing a a project, which will hopefully like, you know, kind of produce a kind of um, kind of multiple forms of benefit, multiple forms of value to, to, to all of us. And that feels like something really different, but you know, again, come again comes from the sensibility of putting different things together in order to produce a, an alternative outcome. Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, it feels like exactly part of the same way of thinking, and I think shows that there are possibilities um, uh, for 
how you know things which which mm-hmm. which may seem to be kind of like uh ideas which are outliers or um you know even kind of uh um like uh, concerns which are which are removed from the real world are actually completely completely engaged with the world as it is yeah, and yeah. Com- utterly concerned with producing an alternative uh, possibility and so yeah I mean that's what that's that's that that feels like it's something that has happened at sporadic moments in in projects that I've been involved in but it's something which feels really pressing uh, now. So yeah. that's something I would, you know, would well hope, ho- hopefully be, be thinking about yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm completely with you on that. My last question: You mentioned a couple of the readings that you give to your design writing class, and you mentioned earlier that you, you read a lot. I'm curious, you know, who are some of your favorite writers, or who are the, the writers that have kind of influenced how you think about, about writing or, or your own practice, or, or even books. You don't have to limited to writers what are the the books or writers that have influenced you oh uh i'd yeah i mean i what am i I mean what am i reading at the moment i'm reading sure so i'm reading two two books at the moment um uh one is called the lonely londoner lonely londoners and it's a book about like um uh, west indian immigrants in the 1950s um and it it, I've only just started it, but it, it's uh, it seems seems interesting, and it seems part of a, a line of books I've been reading about London at that time. So another one is a it's got sort of cult classic, Absolute Beginners, which had an eighties film. There was an eighties film semi musical um, starring, uh, well, uh, co- uh, 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 who was in it? Yeah, David Bowie was in it, but but uh, oh, I've <laughs> never heard of this. <laughs> In it, he definitely did the theme tune for it. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, but it's, that's also set in the fifties. And then another one about a seedy, unlucky guy called the a book called The Low Life, set at the same time. And it's like it's really interesting to read, like a kind of, you know, a series of books about a particular city at a particular moment in time when things are changing. And you know, there's three different perspectives. One, one is like a kind of, you know, a immigrant culture and the, and their experience. Another is teenagers the sort of, at the birth mm-hmm. of the teenager and the third is a sort of a guy who's involved in like sort of deals and gambling and property and it's sort of you know like <laughs> things like that are really i think you know give you a very give you a different way of understanding how the city has been produced but also experiences of the yeah. city and the other one that i'm reading is a is a book which i i read a book by olivia lang the writer olivia lang oh, yeah. the city yeah great great book which looks at manhattan through first of all her own lonely experience of of moving there and um but what she did to overcome her or to deal with her um feelings of loneliness was to sort of uh we spend a lot of time looking at art and so the the that book is organized in chapters which um look at different experiences of loneliness in Manhattan or often in Manhattan um, through the eyes of different artists. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, there's, I mean, 
there's the sort of loneliness of Warhol. There's um, Hopper as a both as a a kind of painter of loneliness, right? As who has his own kind of issues with with loneliness, uh, so on and so forth. And in that book, she talks a lot about um, a book called Gentrification of the Mind, which mm. is must have come out I don't know like two thousand eight, nine, ten, or something like that, which is about essentially as, as it seems to be about like gentrification in Manhattan, but especially its relationship to um, AIDS and HIV. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's a really like, that's also like a kind of another sort of, I guess a line of books that, yeah. that, that I've been reading. So yeah, I mean, in, in that sense, like the way that I read, I think does shift and change like what I'm interested in in terms of writing, yeah. even how I write, like it's sometimes quite embarrassing like how, how oh yeah. yeah absorb the tone of a particular writer and like, yeah you know what am i doing writing like this yeah this person yeah impersonation of of them but um yeah i mean i, I read pretty voraciously so it's very yeah it's very i find that really useful in just like unlocking different ways of thinking yeah. and unlocking different ways of looking at things i think i think that's a great way to to end this sam thank you so much like i said at the beginning i'm a big fan of you and your work and have been wanting to talk to you for a while i thought this was such a great conversation so thanks for for being on the podcast absolute pleasure it was really fun this episode was recorded on november 9th 2018 our theme music is by andy borgasani we're on twitter and instagram at surface podcast you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and at scratching the surface.fm thanks for listening